This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. Today, we're going to tackle some questions that are about sex, and I thought it would be really helpful to have a guest with me today who is a very well-known sex therapist, and I thought it would add a lot of dimension to the information. My guest today is Ian Kerner, a psychotherapist and nationally recognized sexuality counselor who specializes in sex therapy and couples therapy. He's the author of the huge bestseller, She Comes First, The Thinking Man's Guide to Pleasuring a Woman. And now he has a new book out. So tell me about the last time you had sex, laying bare and learning to repair our love lives. Ian, I am super excited to have you here because, well, we've done a number of things in the past together about relationships and sexual issues, and you're the man, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> Yeah, when, when it comes to sex therapists and communicating this kind of information to people, which can be hard for people to even ask about, let alone um, really engage in a conversation about. So we did get some questions today, which I definitely want to hit that are about the sexual part of relationships. And I'm glad that people feel people can ask anonymously here. So people do feel comfortable writing in with their questions about sexual issues. I have definitely been hearing from people that in this lockdown situation, their high irritability, they're being very, very stressed and highly irritable. And often, yes, being locked down with their children all the time, which is, you know, very, very stressful, um, was making it you know, was basically crushing their libido, that they just felt so grouchy and so stressed out um, and so anxious so much of the time that the idea of getting in the mood 
or being approached was was really being squashed, which then in turn scared them because they're this they're with their partner, and this is the person that actually they kind of want to turn to for comfort, but they had these let's say ambivalent feelings. On the one hand, I want you to comfort me. On the other hand, like don't don't talk to me about sexy time. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's been so much uh, irritability and. Um... Uh, just just anger and defensive emotions and that that really gets in the way of kind of the vulnerability of of sex you know i think the ironic or sad thing about all of this is that sex can be such a boost of positivity to a relationship and could really help alleviate so much of that stress and anger and frustration i mean sex really studies have shown that couples who even have healthy sex once a week have much higher levels of relationship positivity and couples who don't. And it's not about two, three, four, five times a week, you know. So I've really been focused lately as we're coming in in COVID, one foot in, one foot out, sort of on new rituals. And I, I think setting up like a, a, a ritual around sex is really important because we need that positivity. So I'm going to ask you about what you give me an example of a ritual. But before we do that, um, dating during this pandemic time and being intimate with new people um, has been particularly challenging. Really hearing from, from 20-somethings and 30-somethings uh, who have been you know, fearful of being with a new person, right? And, and, and contagion, understandably. So now, of course, people are getting vaccinated, but still half the population is not vaccinated. Do you have thoughts for people who are single? Have you been seeing single people and they want to find a new partner in terms of intimacy? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not, I don't work as much with singles anymore as, as I used to, Gail, but I do know from you know, a lot of my single patients who I was seeing, um, some of who were, were having sexual problems at the time or, or dating problems, I know that for a lot of them, uh, their dating lives just completely shut down. Like just, you know, went into suspended animation, uh, especially for people who are on the extremely cautious side of um, things. And so, um, you know, some people were able to do Zoom dates and things like that. Um, Some people actually did get inventive and creative and um, they would go on dates, but they'd sort of be walks or side by side dates or they'd actually find that there was a lot of eroticism from not jumping into bed and not having sex. You know, I think a lot of, uh, Young people today, especially with the apps, are sort of sex is available and there's some pressure to have sex. So in some ways, it did allow them to appreciate other aspects of eroticism. So I just hope that continues. You know, I think that this is a great time to be, uh, to be cautious, but I don't think you have to be overly cautious. You don't want to take risks, you know. So um, I think it's a great time to, uh, to start getting out there again and start getting into the dating habits, but maybe be more mindful, maybe be more appreciative of uh, everything that you've learned in this time and, uh, you know, um, find new ways of connecting or appreciate new ways of connecting. So let's get to it and see how can we help. Dear Dr. Saltz, I know it's not very feminist of me, but I often find myself faking orgasms. Sometimes it just feels easier than trying to walk my partner through my own needs. Do you have any advice for how to ask for what I want? Why do I feel the need to fake an orgasm if I don't finish? 
Well, I mean, it's an interesting question first, like, you know, why do, um, why do women, uh, you know, fake orgasms, although men do, but not nearly to the same extent. Of course, you could say, oh, um, I don't want to hurt his feelings, or um, I'm not enjoying this, and, and I want to bring it to an end. I often find, though, that there's another layer that doesn't get talked about as much as, which is, if I'm not having an orgasm, then maybe I'm broken, or maybe something's wrong with me, and I don't want to share or make myself vulnerable, you know? And um, so, so I think that there's a, real, there's a real conversation, and there's a real vulnerability there, and I'm, I'm a little bummed that this person doesn't want to really teach their partner or talk about this to their partner, because, you know, sex is like a dance and most of us don't arrive knowing the steps and how to do it. Dance, you know, I think it's this idea that everything should just be uh, natural, um, you know, and spontaneous. And, and it's one of the reasons I, I wrote this book is because not only do I want people to rewrite their own sex scripts, I want them to challenge the larger cultural scripts around sex that they've internalized. I always have to have an orgasm, you know, from, from intercourse, right? Or sex should just be spontaneous, you know? I want to challenge all of those notions. So I hope that this person will have a conversation, you know, with their partner and will not feel broken, but can come from it from a place of strength and wanting to make sex better and take the time if they really care about each other to invest in learning how to dance with each other. So if she has been faking it, how does she go back in and say, oh, hey, actually, faster, slower, <laughs> to the right, to the left, that's not working for me. I can't do it with intercourse. I, I need this. I, I need you to go down on me. How, how, does, she, how does she have that? I mean, because she's got to kind of back up now right. from, from something that's been. How would you suggest to do that? Right. Well, first of all, what I would say is, even without faking it, people's sexuality changes over the life cycle. And who says that what worked yesterday absolutely has to work today? Or who says that, you know, maybe yesterday there were less stressors and today there are new stressors. And so we need to do this, um, you know, in a different way. Um, the thing that I would also say going back to uh, fantasy again is... Um, you know, clearly this person doesn't want to uh, teach their partners or has identified a problem. Well, let's identify the solution. Um, what is the solution to this person not faking it? I really don't know much about them. Is it getting more stimulation? Is it re reducing stress? Is it something that their partner's rough or something? I, I don't know what the problem is, but what is the solution to it? Let's just say the solution is way more foreplay. Okay, so now you're not criticizing with a problem, you're talking about a solution, and why not sex it up? Again, why not say, you know, I really had this terrific hot daydream, and we were kind of, we were kissing again, you know, and I was remembering, like, how hot it was in the beginning when we were just kissing, and I, I kind of missed that, right? Like, then you might start to get what you're missing. So it's, it's, it's really about, again, suggesting things that do turn you on and, um, and sharing that with your partner as a bonus for them. I, you, what you can hear in the thread of questions is people being afraid, uh, understandably, of criticizing their partner and, and losing them in that sense. But 
if you're you're basically suggested bringing them with you by saying, "Hey, I'm this turns me on, and I want to do it with you." Right. You know, it's funny. Like people are, they're so shy about talking, and yet they will have arguments and talk and put their needs out there in every other aspect of life. Where are we going to live? What are we going to do this weekend? Let's roll over. We're gonna let's go. Let's get into the boxing ring and fight this out. But when it comes to sex, all of a sudden, you know, we don't want to bruise each other's feelings, and you know, it says a lot about how we live in a culture where we don't, you know, learn how to talk about sex. But I would say, like. You need a little bit of a thicker skin. You need a little bit of a res- resilience. You need to be able to go in there and talk about, and and still in a loving, proactive, supportive way about what you need out of the relationship. And sex is worth it. For this woman who's having difficulty reaching orgasm during whatever it is foreplay or during intercourse, you know, you also, I mean, I, I hear from a lot of women who really don't like the idea of being very directive, verbally directive. They find that it's sort of it messes with their arousal for them. But one can be physically directive. One does not have to, one can just move someone's head around or hand around or, you know, pace them or whatever. And and you can show your partner what you need or what is what is necessary for you. Yeah, it's true. We don't want to give instructions during sex because it really takes us out of the moment. It's not that the instructions are bad. It's that they just don't allow us to like, you know, relax and get absorbed. So part of the trick of uh, good sex is guiding each other and staying in the flow of pleasure. It's like if I'm driving and there's a detour or there's like a roadblock, I'm not going to abandon the trip. I may slow down. I may stop or take a left or look around, but I'm staying in the flow of the trip, you know? So you got to work on staying in the flow of pleasure. And I think a little physical direction. is great. And I hear from men, if you ask any guy, at least, um, would you rather like get honest feedback or not? They're going to say yes, right? They really are going to say yes. So your partner... I think that's good for women to hear. (laughs) They're going to say yes. I think a lot of women aren't sure they're going to say yes, that they're going to be like, oh, you're micromanaging me or, you know. And, And so I think I think women do need to know that most men, a lot of men, would be happy to hear direction. Right. Given the choice of having a partner who's faking it and not enjoying sex and not going on that pleasure cruise together versus getting some honest feedback about how to do it. Yeah. How can I help with Dr. Gail Saltz? We'll be back after this short break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Dear Dr. Saltz, I watch porn on occasion. I found myself in a new relationship and I have not stopped doing so, but I am beginning to wonder if it is something I should talk to my partner about. Is porn cheating? Should I bring up my habits with my partner? Yeah, I would say um, what this question suggests is, do you bring something up? And in this case, if this person isn't bringing it up, they're kind of keeping it a secret. And I'm just not into secrets. I'm all about privacy. This person can have a ton of privacy around their porn use and masturbation, but I think once you make it a secret, you're just amplifying the um, uh, explosiveness of the issue. And um, there have been studies that have shown that, that couples who talk about porn, couples who even watch it together, they have much, much higher levels of satisfaction and lower levels of, of distress. So I think it would be a great conversation. I don't think you have to hide the fact that you masturbate. I do not think, although we live in a culture where we're very quick to uh, stigmatize porn or talk about it being addictive, it's really just a form of erotic stimuli. There's a lot of great ethical porn being made today. Um, it's kind of like fair trade coffee. Like you pay a little more. In this case, you pay a little more than free and it's not much more. Where can people find ethical porn? That's, that sounds like, I mean, that is a, a lot of people's disturbance with porn, understandably so. And, and where can people find ethical porn and where can people, and where can women, because I, this, I, this, I hear a lot, where can women find porn that is more consistent with, uh, with what they want to watch, to be honest. Right. I think that's such a great question. You know, the thing again, with ethical porn, in which, you know, the actors want to be there, and there's consensuality, and everybody's of age, and you just you can, you, you know, you can feel good about it. What's amazing is that so much of it is being um, generated and directed by women, for women and, and for couples. Um, you know, I think of like, there's a porn director, uh, Erica Lust, L-U-S-T, she has a site that's a great resource. And, uh, She's a mom and a porn 
director and she has uh, fellowships for up and coming females who want to make porn like she's taking it. It's really an art form, you know. Um, so you might start with someone like Erica Lust and, you know, and, and see where it leads you. Um, there's a site that's called um, Balesa, which uh, is is offers free porn, but it's 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 free ethical porn. So if you want more of it, you will have to to subscribe to, to get more, but a lot of that really caters to women as well. And, um, you know, what's great is a lot of the magazines like women's health and Cosmo, and they, they often have done articles about like the best erotic literature, the best new ethical porn. So, so they're really, it's not that far from finding, you're not that far away from finding out. Dear Dr. Saltz, I'm a woman who has been sexually active for a few years but I've never had an orgasm. I have tried with myself and partners without success. I wonder if part of the reason is the pressure that I put on myself. What advice do you have for someone who's never orgasmed? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, you got to take that pressure off of yourself because that just, um, you know, becomes a growing negative, you know, feedback loop. I mean, pressure is anxiety and anxiety is the enemy of arousal. Anxiety shuts down arousal. So, so, you know, start enjoying your body, start enjoying giving yourself pleasure. Definitely take the focus off of orgasm. There are so many other ways to just um, have pleasure. Bring in that psychogenic stimulation. I think it's a little bit of a theme for me and a little bit of a theme today. Again, start generating the mind-based arousal because that'll push out the pressure. That'll push out the anxiety if you get enough of that going. Um, there are sites out there like omgs.com, which are very credible educational sites. That's a site that was designed specifically to help women learn how to masturbate and orgasm. And it features um, uh, real women uh, talking about what works for them and then actually showing the, the topics. So, uh, Debbie Herbenick, who we both know, did a, a lot of the research uh, for it. So, again, there, there are great resources. Um, but you got to take the pressure off. So one, you know, I often hear from women who, who struggle with this and particularly because they think they should be able to orgasm with intercourse, which is, which is harder for a lot of women, um, because you don't have as much direct clitoral stimulation. It's just harder for a lot of women, but women who have never, and are really afraid that they're broken, um, do have a tremendous amount of anxiety and don't know that there are other women who have the same issue going on and they're looking for like a tool. So when you say to them, you know, like fantasy, use fantasy, they're so anxious that they can't even think of something to fantasize about. So as you're saying, sort of books of erotica where you can borrow other women's fantasies. Um, I used to prescribe, you know, the Nancy Friday books. Sure. And they're old, but they still, <laughs> those fantasies are tried and true and sort of borrowing other women's fantasies. And for some women who've never had an orgasm and don't have this sense of like, I don't even know what I'm looking for. You know, like, I don't, I don't even know where I'm supposed to be going. Um, using a vibrator mm -hmm. um, by yourself when there's no pressure and no one around can be really helpful. Do you have a, uh, a, a favorite vibrator you recommend to women? I mean, I'm, I just love all, I mean, first of all, we're going through a renaissance in sex toys. It's like the golden age of sex toys. Go to Babeland, go on their website. There are so many beautifully designed products. I really love this company that's out of New York. It was started by two women 
we're young. It's called Dame Products. Um, and they do tremendous research. One's, um, one's like a market, marketer strategist. The other is a, a very competent engineer. And they've developed two or three vibrators that have gone through um, thousands of iter- iterations of development by being used by real women. So I would definitely start with uh, Dame Products. They're one of my favorite companies. That's a good tip. Uh, women should even know that, frankly, some of some vibrators today are made. They're they're gorgeous, as you said. They they look like they're like coffee table art yeah. pieces. <laughs> Nobody will know what they are if you have them on your coffee table. But and you know they're not the most expensive accessory, but they're not the cheapest either. And so you know you go to somewhere like Dame Products, and you know I think you're going to spend. 50 to 75 to uh, to 100 bucks, maybe, but it's really worth it to get a quality product. And, you know, don't give yourself pressure. I mean, I love that idea of starting with like literary erotica and just read it. Don't even think about touching yourself, you know, let, just read it and enjoy it and let it percolate. And if there's a desire to, um, to touch or to, to be sensually stimulated, then, then let that happen, but let it come from a, an organic place. We hope you thought that was helpful. This is really like a cornerstone of sex therapy. People often wonder, like, why would I see a sex therapist? And when would I see a sex therapist? And what's going to happen? Which people are very apprehensive about. But a real cornerstone is this idea of, you know, uh, sort of a teasing apart, as you uh-huh. as you say, the sex script and and looking at it and seeing where one or the other is having difficulty specifically which they both might not have even been aware of and then tackling that specific problem and often in sex therapy one sort of treatment element i guess is um a homework assignment or you know a like this is a, this is a thing to try not saying mm-hmm. it will work for sure but something along the way that might be helpful to you to try at home and so you might assign a couple to go home and do some things. Could you give our listeners an idea of like a homework assignment that could potentially enhance their sexual experiences? Sure. So um, that couple that I talked about, maybe who's come in and they get in bed and they just start having sex and they go pretty much straight to intercourse and they're not completely invested and one partner is not experiencing a lot of pleasure, let's say in a heterosexual arrangement, a heterosexual relationship, it's the female partner, right? So I want to give them a homework assignment um, that they can work on that's targeting those early stages of arousal and how do they get in sync together, right? Because they need a new arousal runway. They're, they're just going sort of almost like straight to intercourse. Um, so an arousal runway could consist of, you know, outer course activities and, and investing more in outer course activities. Um, it could be about um, bringing in psych- psych- psychogenic stimulation, mind-based arousal. Maybe they can share a fantasy in a face-to-face kind of way, but more than likely, they're probably a little too shy for that. So maybe I'll have them like read some erotica aloud together or watch some ethical porn together where the actors, you know, really want to be there or listen to something. And so I'll give them an assignment to do this and I'll call it a willingness window because it's a window of time that you're allocating. You have to allocate the time. Couples always say, well, oh, it's homework. I just want it to be spontaneous. Well, 
we'll get to spontaneity. You wouldn't be here in my office if you could just do this spontaneously, right? That's like step five on the staircase. We're on step one. So you're going to allocate a window of time. And the thing that you're bringing is your willingness because we've decided that this is important. I know that you're not going to show up wanting to do it. And even if one of you wants to do it, your partner may not want to do it, but you know what you both have is willingness. You may not have the desire yet, but you have the willingness. So if I can create this willingness, willingness window and in that say, this isn't about sex. I'm not, I don't even want you to go to sex. I'm looking to isolate an aspect of the sex script and to work on one behavior and see if it helps move us forward. So let's decouple this completely from sex, this assignment. Then they're going to go home and do it. And they're going to bring back some fascinating data about, you know, what happened and what didn't happen. And we'll be able to continue to, to iterate from there. So you can really decrease a couple's anxiety in doing a homework assignment by basically saying you can't have intercourse. That's not the goal. And then there's not this apprehension like, OK, then we have to go there. And maybe, like you said, you, you, you say, hey, read this erotica together or out loud to each other, or you watch something that's stimulating. And, uh, and as you said, maybe you, ha- you add some elements of foreplay that they didn't typically do, but maybe they're going to try. And, and then you're just going to emotionally see where that leads them, what that does to desire, what that does to arousal. And, and as you said, then, you'll, you, then you plan the next homework assignment. And I should say something that's interesting is, um, you know, when you decouple it from sex, A, it relieves a lot of pressure and you start to realize how much pressure certain sexual behaviors like intercourse might have. The other thing I really want to free people to do is sometimes I'll even say, make this the only sexual thing that you're actually doing so that in all the space in between, you can bring back eroticism safely, especially if couples have been in like a negative cycle of like pursuing and avoidance. I really want them to find each other erotically outside of the bedroom and to be able to cultivate what I just call like a little erotic spark or a charge. So sometimes we really need to take sex off the table for just the homework and sometimes for like a period of time so that they can rediscover their erotic selves. And it's hard to find longing when it's omni there and even a pressure. And that part of erotica, right, is the feeling of like, oh, I want you um, and I have a longing for you. But it's hard to feel that when you walk into the kitchen and see your partner, if you're like, Ugh, if I if I make any move at all, I know it's going to happen. We'll have to go do it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, We have to decouple eroticism and sexuality from the act of sex itself. So when you say ritual, that's very important to create a ritual. Can you give us an example of a ritual? Well, you know, I was just working with a couple and this is, you know, it's it's pretty simple. Like they're going to do a willingness window. Um, I I think they're actually going to do one around um, this foreplay and arousal concept. So that was the homework. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's a new couple, um, and they weren't sure that they'd be able to get there because um, just life is going to get in the way, and they know that they're going to fight. So I also said, on the day that you're going to do that, I want you to wake up that morning, and I want you to know that this is at the top of the to-do list. It's going to come later tonight, but it's still at the top of the list, and I want you to organize and live your lives in a way in which um, you are privileging 
this sexual expression, right? So it starts to change in that one day uh, how they're treating each other, what they're eating, their approach to exercise, who the work they're bringing home, how they're using their iPhones, how they're communicating during the day, who they're talking to their parents or not talking to their parents on the phone, you know? So to me, that would be an example of a, of a ritual, you know, an extended ritual, actually. One day a week, you know, you're actually um, really prioritizing the sex that's going to happen maybe at the end of the day and, you know, spending, spending that day. I'm not saying don't go about your daily business, but just keep this in mind as a priority. Fabulous. Ian, thank you so much. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Gail. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at help at SenecaWomen.com. All senders remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to How Can I Help? With me, Dr. Gail Saltz. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.